When there's no more room in hell, the dead will listen to Bloodfest the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Bloodfest the podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Y'all know me, know what I do for a living. I'm joined tonight, as always, by my good friend, Casey. Casey, how the hell are you doing? Doing great. I'm excited to speak to Mel Brooks tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, Lloyd. Lloyd Kaufman. And I'm joined, as normal, by Josh. It's Josh, you sexy bastard. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing better than Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and, as always, Joey, our director, refuses to be on camera because if you saw his face, you'd lose your mind. Joey, how's it doing over there in the booth? Doing a lot better than Casey. <laughs> so, our special guest tonight is the man, the myth, the legend, everybody's uncle, Lloyd Kaufman. Hello, Mr. Kaufman. How are you doing tonight? Good evening. Very nice to, to say. So where are you guys? Are you in uh, uh, evening where you are? Yeah, Kansas and Missouri. Um, oh. Some of us are in Kansas, some in Missouri. So, yeah, we're smack in the middle of this big country. Yeah. yeah. Knows. You see how real I am? I, I you don't see uh, Oliver Stone, who I discovered. He never, he didn't blow his nose. I'm, I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real person. So that we only talk to real people. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how real I am in underground. So that you mentioned discovering uh, Oliver Stone. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Between uh, between you and Roger Corman, it seems like everybody who's big in Hollywood worked with one of the two of you at some point. Do you, do you ever feel like you're you're the the father or one of the fathers of of modern Hollywood? No, no. Roger Corman is. He's well. the uh, he's the Tiffany Standard. I'm more like the dirty uncle. <laughs> Let you Trey Parker, James Gunn, and a few others, but Roger birthed everybody, and we're very good friends. He's a great guy, and uh, his uh, directing was terrific. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's he's an absolute legend, an absolute legend, and seems like seems like a wonderful person. He is. He and his wife are back there. They're executive producing. Uh, my daughter is uh, creating a uh, has just finishing up a documentary about uh, trauma and uh, oh nice what's it going to so, be called uh, we're not sure yet okay it was a, it's a sequel to our um documentary we did in uh maybe 11 12 years ago all the love you can about okay. the can how we do things yeah. at the can film festival yeah yeah this, this one was years later to, to see if, if uh, we would be treated any better or worse okay. by can and <laughs> I think we may call it canceled. Ain't <laughs> never going back. That's good. Police us out. So we definitely want to ask some questions about many of your amazing movies. But before we do that, I want to ask, what's next for Troma? What's the What's the next big thing coming up? What are we What are you releasing? Well, quite a bit. Oh, the thing we just have the I just QC'd the. Uh, Blu-ray for um, a movie I produced by the writer of Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Okay. Uh, <coughs> Slashing the Final Beginning. Nice. Nice, and nice. Very good. Brandon Basham wrote uh, Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm mm -hmm. along with Shakespeare and me and, and uh, Gabe Friedman, of course. Okay. And uh, that's looking really good. We've got the remake of The Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Million dollar uh, reimagining, rather. That's uh, terrific. I've seen it a few times. It's uh, making Blair's uh, own Toxic Avenger. So you're ex you're excited? You're pleased with what they're doing with it? Oh, yeah. I'm okay. okay. It's, uh, it's his own. It's totally, yeah. it's not just a, a rehash. It's no. not like, uh, it's not like, uh, you know, your typical remake. It's just a real... This is something that Toxie is proud of, and it's probably a hundred million dollar movie. So. Wow, wow, that's that's awesome. Does it ever mean that it doesn't have all the uh, the imperfections that all the trauma Toxie movies have? Oh, there are no there are no imperfections. There are no imperfections. They're beauty marks. Well, you're very kind, but you can you know you can sort of see behind the curtain huh. and. Uh, you know, we're making thirty million dollar movies for half a million. Yeah, well, I mean that's part of the charm, though. Honestly, yeah, for me, the yeah, 
You'll see a lot of uh, charm and making Blair's Toxic Avengers totally his own. Totally. Oh, outstanding. That's about, I gave a few notes and hopefully, hopefully ignore them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, see, uh, you're going to see a really good movie. It's terrific. Does it, does it ever blow your mind that the Toxic Avenger became such a cultural touchstone? That, I mean, <laughs> you've got, the, you've got a, a Saturday morning kids show, comic books, toys. I think there was a breakfast cereal at one point, and now a big budget Hollywood movie. When you were making it, could you have imagined that happening? Every time I make a movie, I think it's uh, uh, you know a visionary uh, movie of the future. It just takes about thirty years for the public well, and the, and the yeah. critics and the gatekeepers to catch on. Yeah. You know, I thought Toxic Avenger was a big deal from the yeah. beginning, and uh, it's. I mean, if anybody knows more, I mean, the New York Times uh, reviewed it as their main movie when it opened, so it has to mean something. It's it's just it's amazing it's amazing to me how far that movie has traveled. You can you can mention it too. So we live in 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 the world of horror and exploitation movies. It's what we love. It's what we all talk about here. And so of course we know it most of the time when we're talking to a normie and we mention we mention some movie from Bruno Mattei or Lucio Fulci or something and they look at you with empty eyes. But you say Toxic Avenger and everybody knows what you're talking about. Well, that's great. And you guys have a very good sense of humor, uh, in addition to your love of horror. So I think that helps with uh, uh, appreciating the trauma movies because they're not really horror movies. Yeah. They're more like a cartoony satires yeah. of, of political events of the uh, time. Hashtag oh. Shitstorm was kind of, uh, aside from it being The Tempest, my yeah. favorite Shakespearean movie, it's a, a take a bit on uh, what's happening uh, in the world of woke and in the world of uh, fascism and in the world of uh, big pharma you know, mm -hmm. take, takes on a number of serious subjects uh, yeah. so that young people might be able to have something to think about while they watch people fucking and chopping their heads off. <laughs> Perfect. Finally, what? Finally, finally, yeah. <laughs> laughs. Do you? <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna ask, do do you prefer at this point directing or do you prefer producing and uh, the you know shepherding the director through? Which which role do you do you think you take That's more good joy question. in? Good question, Nate. Uh, I I think up until now I've enjoyed the whole process of writing, directing, producing, um, um, you know, being in charge of every detail of the movie uh, because I have to be. I have yeah. to be. But I'm getting on. And um, after hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't, I yeah. can send you a link. Just uh, email uh, Garrett yeah. or me. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Link, of course. Yeah. But uh, that was a, it's a huge movie made for about 450000 bucks, mm -hmm. which is the exact same budget, same dollar uh, as 1984 Toxic Avenger. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, that's like making it for 20% of yeah. the Avenger. Yeah. So it was a big strain, and I, at the, by the time we finished shooting, part of which was filming in Albania for eight mm -hmm. days, <clears throat> which was lovely. I mean, I've got, it's just uh, there and six weeks in New York. Yeah, it's a lot of strain, and <clears throat> it's very dangerous, and uh, you'll see, you'll see. Well, like all our movies, they're, they're big budget movies made mm -hmm. for very little money, but I actually made a huge tribute to Hitchcock at the end of the principal photography. I actually got vertigo, so uh, I don't know if I. It's <laughs> pretty good. Like the, that. Room, uh, the room was spinning. Uh, I was cold sober. I never had that before. Oh well, that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. I went was... away for three days, but there still wasn't much fun. So I don't know. Unless I, I'm developing a couple of scripts. One for myself. If it turns out to be not too bad, I'll uh, I might take a whack at directing it. I also have to find, I had to, you know, I, I movies aren't really making any money, so yeah. I have to uh, scrape up some patrons of the art and take my wife's checkbook when she's not looking. <laughs> That's how I get things. So, so I was going to ask, so speaking about topical stuff, so I think everyone knows about what happened on the, uh, the film Rust uh, with Alec Baldwin. 
And it, it got me to thinking about, I had read an article a number of years back saying that Troma had the safest sets in the movie industry. Is that, do you think that's true and is it still true? Well, I don't know if it's the safest, but we've never, we're knocking on wood. We have three rules of production uh, and we plaster them everywhere because most of the people who work on our movies are first timers. Mm -hmm. Or very young. I mean, the technical crew is usually fairly advanced and, yeah. and just want to do be on something they can really uh, experiment with and be on something meaningful. But everybody else, for the most part, are, are first timers. So, you know, rubber sole shoes and, and uh, safety to humans. That's uh, rule number one. Uh, <clears throat> safety to people's property. Mm -hmm. You're in somebody's house, have total respect mm -hmm. for it. Don't do anything that might possibly damage the place or get us kicked out. That's yeah. the other reason. And then on, in much smaller writing, make a good movie. Oh, okay. we, the art department has to make posters, put them all over the place mm -hmm. on, the, on the trucks, in the bathroom, on the catering table, mm -hmm. everywhere. So that it's like Chairman Mao, you, you <laughs> brainwash to, to be safe. And uh, uh, knocking on wood, we've not had a, a, any kind of uh, accident. Outstanding. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I love that. I love that attitude, honestly, that you're, you're well, putting only, the safety of your people above everything. It's only a movie. Good yeah. God. Uh, it's not worth it. Why yeah. would anybody, you know, it's just it's just not worth it. And I'll tell you something else. Whenever we have a gun on set and if you see Troma's War, mm -hmm. we had a whole truck full of, of guns. Mm -hmm. But we had a, a top a top quality uh armorer mm -hmm. uh, who, who um, gave us uh, speeches every morning every gun that was used and there were <clears throat> yeah, there were times maybe 25 guns uh, all being used at the same time uh, he looked through everything the ad looked through everything i looked through every gun the person handling the gun looked through it to make sure there was nothing in it, uh, uh, or blank or whatever you, yeah. you know that kind of stuff yeah and uh, we all had lessons on how to fire blanks so we wouldn't kill bruce lee mm -hmm. uh, you know that kind of stuff and uh, you know everybody looks down on trauma because we're so schlocky and chintzy and all that but meanwhile we didn't kill anybody yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly twilight zone chopped off an actor and two oh yeah oh mm -hmm. god yeah, yeah. That, was that, that was we've not done anything yeah and yeah no injury I, I, yeah, I actually I, just I just watched uh, Terror Firmer today for the first yeah. time. It's, oh. I don't know how I, I don't know how I went uh, over that one, but uh, fantastic movie! Yeah. I love. Yeah. It. Um, but I, I saw that sign all over the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, and at the end it has a payoff, right? Yeah, it does. Tribute to Spielberg. Nice, nice. So. I, I've always wondered what movie other than Toxic Avenger are you proudest of that you've directed? I, I would say uh, 100% hashtag Shakespeare shit okay. story. All right. uh, goes where no movie has gone. It's my most personal film yeah. uh, uh, since Terra Firmer. Yeah. That was my most personal. And uh, this is purely, uh, I'm not, you know, if you're familiar with The Tempest, it's about yeah. an old man yeah. that deals with losing power. It's got magic. Uh, uh, for me, movies are magic. Uh, it's uh, got a monster. It's mm -hmm. got a, a fairy. Uh, it's, got, it's got everything a trauma movie should have, and, yeah. and it's a perfect vehicle for um, this whole uh, business that's going on at my alma mater, Yale University, where uh, there's no sense of debate or free speech. Or it's totally, uh, they've increased the number of, of uh, bureaucrats and diversity administrators and decreased the number of professors from what I've read and and uh, you know it's just things are spinning out of control and then every morning since I've been married for almost 50 years and since I met my wife she likes to watch the morning today show or the crap on CBS uh, every morning and every other commercial is about drugs yeah. so had three generations of children growing up in the last 50 years being brainwashed by by, uh, you know, you got to hang nail, take a drug, yeah. you got this, yeah. take a drug. And, and it's over, over every channel, MSNBC, Fox, whether they're fascist, whether they're socialist, whether they're uh, middle of the road, they, they're all uh, sucking up to uh, the, Big Pharma. To the concept of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Big Pharma if they can cure cancer and stuff like that. And they need a lot of money to, yeah. to, to, to be innovative. But this whole thing of uh, 
just constant getting children. They should, if they outlaw cigarettes on TV for children, they ought to be outlawing, you know, they're worried about menthol. They make a big stink about menthol. Outlaw these drug commercials while children are eating their Cheerios in the morning, watching these vapid uh, people on, on the morning chat shows. No, uh, feces. You just jump on your face. I always I see those commercials and you see all these happy people and they're shaking their hands and they're just oh it's so great and then at the end it says may cause bleeding from the eyes and rectal yes. explosions and so I'm like well what the hell is worth that and I Google it and it's like it's for if your toes ache I'm like yes. what the hell yeah. and they dance around I love when they dance <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah I don't need more of the reads because I'll say something in politics but you know it's it's just awful you know promote, I mean it, ugh, forget it <laughs> but anyway the hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm says an awful lot and the New York Times have to be fair gave it a pretty good review as well. oh, yeah. very hard to get theaters now very hard yeah. I don't think there's any theaters yet. In Missouri, I'm going out to Oklahoma City pretty soon. Oh, okay. So, so that's cool. it's a it's a bit that's a bit of a drive for me. I've been down there probably once in the last five years, but it's close enough to go for a trauma oh, movie. You, so, uh, uh, are you anywhere near Kansas City? Because uh, I'm between. Oh, I'm I'm actually about. It takes me about two hours to get to KC. I go there every few weeks. Now, Josh lives in Kansas. Yes, Josh actually lives yeah, in I'm Kansas here. City. Okay, Josh. Yeah. It's a few. <laughs> you know, swing by and pick us all up. Yeah, yeah I can rally yeah. you guys. Yeah. But <laughs> if you can get a booking, I'll come out there and we'll show a couple of children, have a trauma weekend. I just did uh, six or seven stops in uh, Texas, and uh, pretty much everything was full. Uh, Alamo Draft House, which you have oh. in Kansas City, I don't know about, uh, uh, and Oklahoma City has a couple of good, well, we yeah. are booking on that. But uh, we haven't had anything in Missouri for quite a while. I know Springfield has an Alamo. Yeah, Springfield, Missouri has an Alamo. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Kansas City one closed during COVID. Yeah. Which sucks because that was like my favorite place. But yeah. definitely Springfield, and that's not that far away. It's closer to you guys, isn't it? Uh, Springfield's yeah, it a. Is. It's what? not too bad. I can't remember how it's, long it takes to get like there. A, it's like a couple hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's that. Yeah. Well, if you could put together a little tour, you guys could do the Q and A's and. Uh, uh, you know, kind of produce it, publicize the blood fest and, uh, and, uh, I'll reach out to, I'll, I'll reach out to the, to the draft house in Springfield. Because the Texas one is all fan produced. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth, uh, uh, Denton. I did a, I did a master class at the university of uh, Texas. Uh, and, uh, I did a, uh, they had a, uh, I did it for free, but they had a big club with a drag queen uh, show that were all uh, trauma uh, yeah. movies. Toxic oh. Avenger, Casino for My, uh, Terra Firmer, uh, Zermeda, Vegas in Space. And uh, the place was packed. And uh, I did it for free, and they all got, you know, I guess the drag queens split with the club owners. Yeah. But it was very good cause because the, the night we did that was when. Uh, um, that the drug comp the drugstore uh, banned uh, abortion. Oh us. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Mark, what's the name? Which begins with W. Uh, Walgreens. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we, we put out the trauma. Put out. Uh, yeah. We made some graphics with me and with the the toxic drag queen and me. Uh, she made it kind of she, you know, she had obviously huge uh, love pillows and yeah. but she had kind of toxic face and a mop and. So we did a, a you know boycott uh, Walgreens. I love it. I love it. I have to love it. I put them up on my Instagram. It's a good cause. And on Twitter too. People should retweet it. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So you you seem to really stay uh, involved in in politics. So do you think? And and you've been around a couple of years longer than I have. So do you think right now is is the scariest time of the last fifty years, or does it seem not as bad as it seems to me? I don't know. Um, it, you know, I'm not that great a historian, but we've always had it seemed certainly civil war wasn't such a hot yeah, time yeah. Uh, about divided uh, when the 60s the vietnam war yeah. didn't exactly uh, unify our country uh, yeah that's true uh, yeah 
I think this is something we do, and uh, hopefully we'll come together after this. Uh, hopefully, uh, the biggest problem we have, in my humble opinion, is that uh, our uh, leaders have let education fall by the side. Mm -hmm. So nobody really has the ability to debate we don't teach civics anymore we're uh, we're um, removing books that might be slightly interesting to people like tom sawyer and uh, uh, you know huckleberry finn rather and uh, you know this kind of a and then the other side you've got uh, at yale where they won't let anybody speak really, uh, unless they're totally uh, whatever did you you know, they want to dictate the TL students on what kind of Halloween costumes to wear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're a Mexican outfit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Elmo. Where's Elmo? That's acceptable. Did Did you see? Uh, th this was just in New York. I think it was today. There was a uh, drag queen story hour, and the Proud Boys showed up and got in a fight, and a bunch of Proud Boys got their butts kicked by uh, drag queens. Great. That's yeah, terrific. so I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Terrific. Well, again, this, see, the whole idea of fighting is ugly, right? Yeah. But here I am laughing at it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's ugly that we have this uh, constant uh, fighting, right? Fighting. Yeah. Everything is about a fight. Fight for this. Fight for that. Yeah. The fight for against drugs. The yeah. fight for uh, this. The fight for that. Uh, it's, it's ugly. And then, of course, from the time we're babies with guns and army and mm -hmm. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've got the uh, Israelis, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Screaming about killing Palestinians, mm -hmm. just going crazy. Uh, flash mobs killing. And then you've got the other side, same thing. And the, I mean, and then, of course, we use, uh, we use the uh, Israeli uh, not crazy people in Israel, which is not the majority of the people. Mm -hmm. We use that as a, a dog whistle for anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So everybody around the world hates Jews to begin with. Yeah. Now more of them hate Jews. Yeah. It's a great excuse to hate the Jews. So uh, yeah. I'm already hate myself, so I'm a self-hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bull. And honestly, yeah, the, the rise of anti-Semitism again um, is, is unbelievable to me. It's like we we just did this, guys. I mean, we just it, it. Yeah, it was before I was born, but it wasn't that long ago when we defeated Hitler. We're seriously yeah. just going to do the same damn thing again. Well, I don't know, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't educate yeah. our educational system. Yeah. Teachers are so underpaid. Yeah. Uh, now with all the school shootings and everything, with the yeah. guns allowed, uh, and yeah. uh, same with nurses. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. got Tom Cruise getting how much for a movie? Hundred million dollars. Yeah, and then a, a nurse has a trouble eating and yeah. uh, raising a family. Teachers too. Why, uh, so you know, naturally we're going to be fine. We're a sandcastle. It's a sandcastle kind of mm -hmm. melting from within, and that's uh -huh. why I do. I, I try to bring out some points like Poultry Guy, Night of the Chicken Dead. That nice. You know, that fast food is evil. Yeah. There's nothing for anybody except the big shots, the owners. It's ugly architecture it destroys the animals and tortures mm -hmm. them the people become obese the workers can't afford to live uh, single mothers uh, having to uh, take two jobs and leave their kids at home as latchkey kids i mean it's it's uh, feeds on its own boy we're getting depressing here on this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> we do do this sometimes we get off on current yeah, events and so i wanted to ask I think um, the class of Newcomb High is yes. just a, a beautiful, hilarious, exciting, political. But didn't one of the one of the sequels get featured by the uh, Museum of Modern Art? Uh, um, uh, um, I don't remember, but I can tell you that Romeo and Juliet was presented was by the Museum of Modern Art. It took okay. them twenty-five years, but they put it in their uh, Shakespeare month. Uh, nice. And um, and also they premiered. Ret oh no, you're right. Return okay. to Return to Newcomai, okay. AKA Volume Two, the fifth uh, one of the class of Newcomai okay. series. Uh, the Museum of Modern Art premiered it. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. So I, that is that is amazing. Do, does that feel like a? Is that on the level of an Oscar nomination for a filmmaker being being featured by the Museum of Modern Art, or is it better? 
I think it's better. Okay. Uh, I think the, the cachet of uh, people who actually know something about movie making that isn't governed by money mm-hmm. um, or it isn't governed totally. By, I certainly am not a contributor. I mean, I'm a member of the museum, yeah. but I don't think my wife contributes a bit. But, you know, they're not going to name a wing after the, the <laughs> You know what? There should be a toxic Avenger wing on the on the Museum yeah. of Modern Art. I've been there, and that's what it needs. That's what it's missing. I think uh, the uh, the mop. There might be a mop or two they can put toxic <laughs> their janitor buckets. That's about it. But the, no, that's a big deal. You see, when the moving image premiered, uh, hashtag Shakespeare should storm. And um, but uh, you know we can't live on that. But yeah. it's great. Yeah. Great, as you say, it, it makes it worthwhile, and uh, I much prefer, I think it's much more meaningful, really, uh, than an Oscar, which you can buy. You know, you can buy an Oscar, but I, I couldn't buy your love, your yeah. interest, you know, a, a Bloodfest's interest in trauma and, and Michael Hose and Lloyd Kaufman is something you can't buy. I've just I I don't. I discovered your movies when I was when I was young, and I was just immediately enamored. I'm like, this stuff is absolutely bonkers, and that's what I need in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's got a. You can uh, if you don't know you're watching a trauma film, you can always tell it's a trauma yeah. film if nobody told you. Yeah, it's it's just got that certain humor. It's just yeah, it's it uh, grips me as well. Uh, I love all of the uh, the class of Newcomb High yes. movies. Yes. And I'm really hoping that we get a new box set of those in the future, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, we are very poor. So uh, next up is going to be uh, the next Blu-ray is uh, uh, Slashing the Final Beginning. Okay. Uh, which okay. I just approved yeah. the uh, uh, Divide and Conquer by Mercedes the Muse has just come out. And in... Uh, uh, for Christmas, we'll have hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm Blu-ray, I hope. Awesome. And then um, August 29th, um, we're going to have the, I believe it's August 29th, the 4K complete uh, talk, uh, TA on 4K. So that should be very exciting. That, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's, I'm, I'm that super excited. One. Yeah, that's a day one purchase. It doesn't. Uh, I won't even look at the price. Honestly, uh, uh, I'll just click buy. <laughs> We, we keep it as low as we can. Yeah. Most of our fans are not terribly wealthy. Yeah. By the way, Troma Now is a good thing. It's a, yeah. a platform yep. with about a thousand movies, mm-hmm. 50 years of our movies and our acquisitions, and we're constantly making new movies. And uh, it's a great deal. A month uh, is for free, and then only 4.95. And it's as you just said, the Troma movies, are even the ones that uh, by new uh, young directors mm-hmm. uh, who are not James Gunn or Eli Roth or Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to those in our own, uh, we've got tons of uh, wonderful new directors and uh, directors who uh, have been great, who nobody knows about mm-hmm. from the past, and blood-sucking freaks. And oh, yeah. dead. It, it's 50 years of uh, trauma movies, and you get it all for uh, very little. So, uh, And you're supporting all these filmmakers. Uh, otherwise, and- they, wouldn't be on, uh, they wouldn't be on uh, online. So we we will actually we'll get the links we'll we'll get the links to everything including especially trauma now those will oh, go in the show notes and and on our websites um, because there's just no way we don't want to push those those are awesome but I well, wanted thank to you. oh thank you I want to take a second you mentioned blood sucking freaks when I was in junior high blood sucking freaks was like a dividing line um, among the boys I went to school with you were cool if you had managed to see Bloodsucking Freaks, and you were not cool if you hadn't managed to see it. And it wasn't easy to do because your parents weren't going to rent it for you. So, Well, it's a nasty film. <laughs> it's a it is. It it's, is. It uh, doesn't go away. And, and uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, I think one of the main reasons he loved Troma was because of Bloodsucking Freaks. And also Chris Jericho, the wrestler, mm-hmm. and even um, wrote a song a blood-sucking freak song, which she performed on uh, uh, on Joe Bob Briggs's last drive-in show, which, by the way, is produced by all Troma alumni. Oh, I and, didn't know that. We yeah, are all we're all big we're, we're all big fans of Joe Bob's show Joe on Bob. Shutter. Yeah, yeah. So John Brennan, Justin Martell, Matt Mangiarides, Yuki, the uh, Japanese dude, is, uh-huh. uh, was production designer on Hashtag Shakespeare. Pretty much the whole gang is Troma, and I think that's the only show on shutter that uh, does any uh, 
it's you know it doesn't suck <laughs> yeah i agree that's yeah. the that joe bob's last drive-in is the only reason i keep shutter i signed up for elvira's 40th uh i think oh, it was her yeah. 40th anniversary um special that she she hosted so i signed up for her and i stayed for joe bob so I, Joe Bob is the only only show of theirs that yeah I I watch, but they get they get a lot of fun movies on there. So I, yes. yeah. Joe yeah. Bob is uh, yeah. uh, he's uh, you know he knows movies. Yeah, you know, he's a yeah. he's a film historian. You know he actually knows what he's talking about, which most of the New York Times I don't think do. Yeah, and most of certainly Variety and Hollywood Reporter, uh, they basically sucking the. Cock of their advertisers and the yeah. big screen. they're a house organ of the giant uh, conglomerates. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Bob, he says it like it is, and the following is enormous, enormous. Yeah. It fills up. Mm -hmm. I go to a theater in uh, Oregon, they invite me to show a movie and do a weekend. You know, maybe the theater is, I think, got 800 seats or something, and they charge 15 bucks a seat, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe it'll be half full. Uh, Joe Bob fills the thing up at like $30 a seat. Wow. And wow. yeah, he's got a huge following. Yeah. And a lot of it is because of uh, Justin Martell and John Brennan yeah. who produced uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. And Matt Mangiridis, who also worked with them in the years. So I read that you actually did not want to be a filmmaker. When you were in school at Yale and after you got out, you had different plans. Is that is that oh, true? Would you actually like accidentally go this way or well i i uh, i was uh, headed when i went into yale i just knew i wasn't going to go into corporate america i, I had a, a left a very uh, left-wing uh, grandmother who uh, filled my head up with all sorts of uh, correct uh, mm -hmm. opinions such as the vietnam war stunk and and uh, castro kicked out a lot of a lot of disgusting uh, dictator and his retinue out of cuba and yeah, anyway, I don't want to go into that, but uh, uh, I was very left-wing, and I thought, well, maybe I'll be a social worker or a teacher. My mother used to tell me, you know, teachers could be just as happy as millionaires, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, of course, in those days, you, a teacher was middle class. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know how teachers live, unless yeah. both parents are working. But, uh, at any rate, uh, I, w I went to Yale freshman year. I was uh, put in a room with a movie nut, the guy who ran the Yale Film Society. Robert Edelstein, and um, I started, to, our beds were head to toe, a very small bedroom, and at night I'd inhale his uh, Jean-Luc Godard uh, feet, and um, uh, the aroma du trauma was born. I started <laughs> uh, uh, troll in the theater, the uh, film society, uh, Yale's Film Society Theater, and, and uh, they would show movies like uh, Edward G. Omer, and, Frank Borzegi and John Ford, Howard Hawks, Samuel Fuller, Charlie Chaplin, Stan Brackage, uh, Lenny Riefenstahl, Jean Renoir, Fritz Lang, the auteur filmmakers of history, mm -hmm. uh, up until the point of D.W. Griffith, up until the, you know, again, I'm a man of the mid-60s. So I fell in love with all those movies, Ernst Lubitsch, and uh, one day I was in the, uh, in the theater, um, Probably, you know, Yale was all men in those days, so I probably was looking for a date. But um, uh, the uh, Ernst Lubitsch's To Be or Not To Be was mm -hmm. on screen, and uh, the craziness of that movie and the, the perfectness of that movie, the total control of that movie, uh, with Jack Benny, Carol Lombard, and Robert Stack, directed by Ernst Lubitsch. And uh, I decided right then and there in the dark that I would give what I have to the film-going public. So if you want to blame Trump for somebody, go to the graves of Ernst Lubitsch, Carol Lombard, Jack Penny, and Robert Stack, and urinate on them. <laughs> well, okay. So had you had you been a social worker, you would have made a positive difference in the world. But as a filmmaker, you've touched millions, if not tens of millions, of lives in a positive way. So I I just think that's interesting. Well, I hope so. I certainly hope uh, hope so. I mean, we, uh, Michael Lewis and I try to be, I think the key is entertainment. And uh, we happen to like comedy and we happen to like mixing the genre. So you can't really classify trauma somewhere. It's uh, probably the only studio other than Disney that has kind of a brand name uh, identification. 
but uh, we, we want to appeal to younger people because that's where the hope is. That's where people might possibly think about what's up on screen in addition to enjoying the, the uh, entertainment, uh, so be it. Whatever the entertainment is, the case of Poultry Guys Night of the Chicken Dead, there's singing and dancing and zombie chickens. And <laughs> chicken. I love that movie. Yeah. I absolutely yeah, love that movie. But then yeah. it's got a serious point to it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's quite compelling. It's uh, the, the annihilation of the uh, Native Americans who are mm-hmm. still getting fucked. They're yeah. Still, you know, they got nuclear power plants on the mm-hmm. border of their reservations. Mm-hmm. They're cherished the sacred lands of mm-hmm. being uh, mined, uh, being used for mine. I mean, it's it never ends. Yeah. And then billions of chickens who are getting yeah. living in crates and uh, stacked up on each mm-hmm. other and shooting on top of each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so much bad stuff that goes along with the uh, fast food. Mm-hmm. So it's an important film, but uh, you know, takes time for people to uh, to re- and plus the singing. A lot of people don't like musicals. So yeah, yeah. The fact that we had singing and dancing along with the uh, explosive diarrhea is not exactly a formula. <laughs> for see, see, for <laughs> me, exactly the right explosive line. diarrhea makes the singing and dancing worthwhile. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you're not alone. But again, we're, uh, I think, basically a cult uh, a movie uh, studio. We have very, we wouldn't be here without you and our fans. There's no question about it. We've never had any money to advertise. And uh, just like this tour I took in Texas, it was all done by fans. Hey! Yeah. Yep, I actually yeah. own that. Yeah, yeah. I, I found a guy uh, selling it, and I, I, I snagged it. That's a foul movement. Um <laughs> Uh, but to, the, the fans, uh, the fans are our secret sauce. Yeah. They plan like if you guys set up a tour in uh, Missouri, uh, I can come and do two Ooh. or three cities. And the, the art, gets, the art's uh, incredible. Long. Hey, I will, I will start reaching out and see what we can make happen. Actually, Great. yeah, 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 yeah. I already have ideas for where to reach out. Yeah, outstanding. I go to California quite a bit, yeah. and so I could kind of stop off so yeah. the can put me up for a night or two and do a weekend. Yeah. I'll probably stop off on my way out west or on my way back. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So you'd get, you'd get to enjoy the lovely Kansas City International Airport. It's... I've, heard, I've heard it's actually pretty good now because they just they redid it. So it's all one terminal now. You don't have to like oh. go to different buildings. Oh really? Like okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a year or so since I've been in there. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah they Angeles. just opened it not too long ago. Yeah. It can't be worse than Los Angeles. That's really mm-hmm. well. Atlanta is a nightmare. Yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Just there. Yes, yeah. it's not fun. Yeah. It is not fun. It's unbelievably busy. It's incredible, and it's. It goes on forever too. Whatever seems whatever whatever gate I land in, I have to go to the, the entire airport. Yeah. Oh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's probably a, a great airport, but I the only time I was ever there, my plane came in late, and I was almost going to miss my connecting flight, and I had to run the entire length of the airport carrying a bag, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yes, I'm all at that indeed. I get stopped in airports frequently. Yeah, just oh, yeah, because people think I'm Mel Brooks, like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. That's why I mentioned that because I was just reading an article about that. That's, I can never, and I can't figure it out. It when it first happens, I'm not sure if it's Lloyd Kaufman they want to take the uh, with whom they want the picture, or it's Mel Brooks. <laughs> you should sign Mel Brooks. Brooks' autograph. Yeah. Yeah. And ask and ask or, for money. Or, or Mel Kaufman, yeah. and then they'll really be confused. Yeah. And ask for money. <laughs> Sign it and say, and that'll be twenty bucks. We have a policy at Troma. I don't yeah. charge. I'd never charge yeah. for signatures or photographs. So when we go to the conventions, I'm very unpopular with the other people you've never heard of. You know, <laughs> we're trying to get fifty bucks for a signature. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I just I just went to Comic Con Kansas City this past weekend. And got a photo op with uh, Elvira, Cassandra Peterson, and uh, yeah, it wasn't free. No, it was, it was a little pricey. <laughs> I don't mind paying, so I would never pay. Tom Cruise, I would not pay for an autograph or a photo. Screw him; he has enough money. But but someone who's got more of a cult following, I I don't mind paying because I want to support them. Yeah, they yeah. live. I mean, Debbie yeah. Rashawn been in about ten of our movies. Uh, yeah. 
you know, she she doesn't she doesn't exactly get a lot of work uh, that pays much, yeah. and she's a, a sincere, independent mm -hmm. uh, actor person. Mm -hmm. She 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 doesn't she's had opportunities to go mainstream. She yeah. prefers to do what she's doing. So uh, very often, if I can, uh, I'll let her take my photo op money if there is any. If we're nice. at the same country, nice. That's nice. But there usually isn't much for me because I give everything for free at the booths. <laughs> only about a, a dozen people that actually want that professional photograph, but it's something. You know, well, to else. But I'm assuming that uh, Stallone and uh, Cruz and those people, I'm assuming they give the money to charity. I don't believe I would that. hope. I would uh, hope. Yeah. I, I so speaking of, speaking of Stallone, you've worked with Sylvester Stallone. You were in two of the Rocky movies? Yes. Yeah. Number one and number five. Yeah. 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 My film school was number one. Okay. And uh, and um, Saturday Night Fever was the other film on which okay. I feel I, I learned a lot of, of kind of the mainstream iconic movies that I just got lucky. Were you also and, involved in Dog Day Afternoon? Um, uh, I was a transsexual, but uh, that had nothing to do with that movie. No. <laughs> By the way, I'm just looking at a, uh, I was just looking at this catalog from the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Yeah. And this is really interesting because I spent a year in Central Africa and they've got, they've got I put it, if you want to see it, I put it on my Twitter, okay. but this is uh, art from uh, maybe a thousand years ago. Oh yeah. It, it, Blurs the genders uh -huh. it, and their philosophy, the Dogon yeah. uh, race or whatever you want to call them, yeah. uh, Central Africa. They they um, believe that life is both masculine and feminine, and they switch back and forth. And and uh, oh. you know, here we are trying to to stop uh, kids yeah. who uh, want to change their identity. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Uh, for example, Joshua identifies uh, as a as a uh, catfish, and uh, he should. <laughs> Right. He's not wrong. <laughs> but the point is, you know, this all this stuff that keeps coming around, it's yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a distraction. Yeah. Right? They don't want drag the they keep they keep you worried about about trans people and gay people and you don't notice the six corporations that own everything and control you. <laughs> yeah. And well, and the aliens visiting us from all their UFOs. Well, I don't know what the hell's going on with that. It's breaking my brain. <laughs> they just stopped they just stopped talking about yeah. them, you know. They shot them down and then you don't hear anything more about them. They should shoot down the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade balloons. <laughs> that, that would be Brainwashing children, right? Those stupid balloons about cartoon shows mm -hmm. or breakfast food. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and a lot of that barely counts as food, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Foodstuffs. We call it foodstuffs in uh, movie guys, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicken food. Funny. <laughs> funny. So, Josh, I know you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask. Uh, yeah, um, you kind of, kind of answered most of them or asked them. Um, I did have one question about trauma now, um, on the, uh, cause I've got it, but I don't, um, I, I just use it on my phone or on my computer. Is there any kind of plan for like an Xbox rollout? Oh, like yeah. an app that you know of? There is an app, trauma now app. It's on Roku. It's on uh, Google play. It's on about five different, uh, things uh, oh okay I, I is that just something i have to install then because i don't have I any of that stuff but I, I bet yeah i bet you have to install it you're asking okay. a tech question to the creative wizard yeah well, yeah hey, hey mr kaufman could you come over and help troubleshoot my cable since <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring it up <laughs> i just brought up my lunch <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm pretty technically uh, ignorant. I can fully attach. Uh, well, I'm 77 years old. I know everything about 35 millimeter. Yeah. I can put together an Arriflex camera and take it apart. Blah 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 blah. How do you feel about the uh, the almost total switch from film to digital in in movie making? Do you think it's good or bad? Very good. It's better. Looks okay. better. My okay. It's better. Okay. It took me a long time. I didn't go digital until yeah. Return to Nukem High Volume One. Yeah. 
but it, uh, once I started studying it and once it developed better and better, um, also the young people, <laughs> you know, we use a lot of young people who are very talented, but they're not schooled in 35 millimeter. Mm -hmm. So on Tromeo and Juliet, uh, the guy who was our editor had been schooled at NYU, mainly digital, but I forced him to do 35 millimeter. I almost had the Reba Splicer <laughs> shoved my throat two or three times. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he did a great job, but it, you know, it, it's, but in those days, the, the, the film looked better than the yeah. digital. Oh, yeah. It, did, it strobed, remember that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There were glitches, and, but it's beautiful now. With the uh, Ari Alexa, it's wonderful. And, and uh, you know, if you use the best equipment, uh, even uh, incompetent uh, people like uh, us can uh, make a pretty decent looking movie. Check out hashtag Shakespeare Shitstone. You'll be amazed. It's beautiful. It's great. Now, obviously, this is the <clears throat> the very rare time that I talk. I, I don't have the experience in filmmaking and stuff, but I few years I worked in production for a local TV station. And I remember when I started out, we were editing deck, tape deck to tape deck. This was before digital. And then I remember Final Cut Pro on the Max, nonlinear editing, it blew up. And it, it just made things way much easier. Yes. So much easier. It's almost fun on our yeah. level. It's almost fun because you don't have to spend eight hours lighting a bathroom. You know, oh. you can it may, yeah. you, know, it's cool. you have to do it properly and mm -hmm. try to make it interesting. You still want to paint with light, mm -hmm. but, but it doesn't take all day. And it's not boiling hot because we like to shoot mm. in the summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. The the lights you don't you don't have to, you don't have to light as heavily on the digital. Oh, so yeah, we have to you know now we can put all the equipment in a, in a box truck uh, mm -hmm. pretty much. You know one one uh, Econo line a small van with the cameras, mm -hmm. and uh, a, a, a small truck with uh, all the lighting and grip and sound uh, sound. Well, the sound man usually brings his own, but it's uh, it's almost a pleasure. You know, it's just so much more convenient and i really by now it's going to get it looking better and better i'm not a big fan of the cgi because yeah. i don't play video games and when i see movies with the cgi in it i just can't help but but notice it and yeah. i did use i used some cgi in uh, both return to return to newcom high but i used it in a very brecht in way an mm -hmm. obvious way of breaking the fourth wall mm -hmm. kind of making fun of it mm -hmm. way but in hashtag Shakespeare Shitstone, we did use some CGI, and it ain't bad. It ain't bad. And, and see, opinion, I feel like that's... CGI works great for stuff like enhancing backgrounds, you know, that kind of thing. For ways that we used to use matte paintings, sometimes CGI can be used. But most of the time, effects that involve people or animals, it looks weird. And you, you know, you do so was, much better with the practical. And I was going to say that that's what's so great about you know the movies in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, is you didn't have the technology we had today. So you had to have a great story. You had to have great actors, because you didn't have all these CGI effects to you know bring people in. You had to tell a great story. Well, uh, I, I we were in the seventies and eighties, and I don't think we got a lot of positive uh, reinforcement for our great stories or our great actors so well, well i think you have great stories and great actors we're pushing into the reeds of the underground further and further and further as the industry gets more and more consolidated yeah. but yeah. again i have to thank our fans who've uh, we're going into our 50th year and uh, and it looks like we will continue to be uh, the herpes of the film industry. <laughs> yeah, we, we love herpes here. We but, do. Uh, yes, we yeah. do. Going away. I may, I may, as I'm sliding down the razor blade of life, I may uh, evaporate. But uh, the show goes on. Toxie's got a life of his own. Toxie's forever. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think here. I think. Uh, you know, I think we've made a mark of sorts and. Uh, uh, let's see see what happens. Uh, we've got great new filmmakers coming up. We've discovered all these famous people, and I think you'll find uh, directors like Mercedes the Muse and Brandon Bassam and uh, Heidi uh, uh, Heidi uh, Moore, Heidi Moore, um, just finishing up her Kill Dolly Kill, which is a kind of a gay musical, a little bit like Vegas in Space. 
but the horror is a good. I mean, these are great movies. They're all one of a kind and uh, original, and and uh, you know you can't pigeonhole them. But mm -hmm. through the the magic of time, through uh, the fullness of time, they become uh, successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I honestly, I hope more people keep discovering trauma because it just it, it brings me so much joy. It really does. Oh, thank you, thank you, Nate, and and thank you all. I better go because okay. I've got to take some medicine. Okay. And, uh, well, we, we thank you again time, so yeah. much, sir. Thank you well, so much. Well, we You guys are great, and you're funny, and uh, well-prepared, and uh, thank you. I'm not used to that, so oh. thank you very, very much. You have, you've got uh, my email or Garrett's yes, email. Yes, sir. And uh, LloydK at Troma.com, mm -hmm. so I'm happy to send you the uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shit Storm. Yes, and there's, please. There's, there's a full-length documentary that goes with it called the, um, the Brown is the Warmest Color. That uh, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it's a wonderful documentary. Okay, all I love the, that. All yeah. the taking of movies at Troma, all of the feature-length documentaries are terrific. Oh. This one is no exception. You no. you can learn more from this one documentary than eighty thousand dollar a year at uh, yeah. USC Film School, guaranteed. Oh, awesome, I believe you. I do. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you so you. much, sir, and you have a great night. And we will let we will let you know when this is online. Great, and we can do another chapter uh, when you want, and I'll be wonderful, cogent probably. So wonderful. thank you so much cool. for your understanding. All righty, right. good luck, bloodfest everywhere. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 All right. So for the folks at home, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Bloodfest Pod, on Twitter at Bloodfest Pod, YouTube Bloodfest Podcast, TikTok Bloodfest the Podcast, and Instagram Bloodfest the Podcast. So next week we'll be have we'll be talking with Peter Bogdanovich about his least favorite train stations. Oh, come on. That was what? hilarious. We had an entire Ooh. conversation about airports, which was awesome. Peter oh, Bogdanovich, goodness, yeah. a great filmmaker. Peter yeah, Bogdanovich. I'm a little slow tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. He's yeah, awesome. Good. I'm so yeah. happy. I, I went very well. And I managed to say most of the stuff. Okay, so everybody... Thanks for coming along and listening to this. As I said, next week we'll be here with Peter Bogdanovich discussing his least favorite train stations. This has been Nate. Bye.